All right, all right, all right. We're well. I'm back. My guys filled in for me last week and did a wonderful job. I did hear the replay. I did go back and listen to the replay, so I did audit you guys. So, uh, great show, <laughs> great show. Unfortunately, uh, I was uh, attending to some family business, but I'm back with a smile on my face and happy to be here. This is a uh, kind of place to come when I, I need a little comfort. So happy uh, you guys were able to do the show without me. The replaceable, I'm re- I'm, re- I'm replaceable. So Stevie Slapshot to my left. Brooks Whitmore to my right. We got a lot to talk about, guys. The combine is this week, too. We got to talk about a little bit about the combine and the Raiders. And uh, how was you guys this weekend? How was your weekend, Stevie? It was good. Good week. Good week. Worked. Yeah. It just huh? worked. It just worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stevie just works, right? Is yeah, that the yeah. magic word? Just work? Vacation. When are you going to take a vacation, Stevie? Um, We'll see. We'll see. When, you when, can't work like that, right? You well, got to have a vacation. Okay. I learned that two years ago. I got to. I got to wait till college basketball season's over. I can't. You have to. I have. Or you to. choose to. No, no, no. I have to. Wow. I so why to. not take a vacation before college basketball starts? I can't do that either. I, there's football. See, you, you hear how he sound? No, 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 no. But this, this is my <laughs> all work and no play. No, this is my job. So when college basketball is over, then I can think about vacation. Think about it. Or are you going to go? How long is the vacation going to be? I, I I get four weeks. So I'll, you're going to take at least I'll, a week or two weeks I'll, off. I'll, I'll take. I'll probably take two. And vacation, or just hang around the house. No, no, no. I'm going up to see Pop. Okay. Yeah. That's good. You need it, man. You. Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen if you can't work, or you get? You know, you got to enjoy. You st- no, no. I no, learned I, this I the hard way. Yeah. I you really have to put prioritize. Your work, and then also taking a break where you can enjoy I, yourself. I understand, and I will. But but there's certain times of the season I can't I can't go. I th- it's just too important. There's too much money on the line, Mark. There you go. No, I understand. But make sure you get some time. To, I will for you. I get will. some time for I you. Will. How about you, Brooks? I know Brooks. Vac- I'm, I'm like Brooks now. Brooks, Brooks does go on vacation, I got, even if it's work. I got more time off than a starting pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> When's the next vacation? Uh, that would be Sunday. <laughs> That's my guy there. He he works hard, but he also puts the, the pin down and put the uh, State Farm shirt down and and gets and goes on vacation. So let, let's talk a little bit here, Marky Mark. We got a little situation with the Raiders. I think they're going to have seventy million dollars in salary cap because the salary cap got a bump this it year. Got a bump, unexpected bump. Yeah, up the thirty million. That's good, right? So, yes, TV. So, so Mark Hayes is sitting there with the checkbook, and who, where are you going to spend that money, Mark? God, I am. I, I like Josh Jacobs. I like Josh Jacobs. Why not give him? And again, I know this running back thing is very touchy because they got Zamir White now, who and Abdullah behind him. But I give him a two-year contract, kind of like you gave Pierce. Kind of that two-year contract just to see if Josh Jacobs still got something in the tank. And remember, the guy from the Colts, he did get a two-year contract, and he was holding out too. So give Jacobs a two-year contract. He was probably, if not your best player the last two years prior to last year in his coaching changes, but he was one of the leading rushers in the league. I think he does deserve a two-year contract where he can have some guaranteed money. He deserves at least that. Because a one-year deal and he gets injured, he don't have nothing. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. There, there, That's his opinion. There's there, opinion. There, there, there's too many guys available at a cheaper price. He's going to ask for more money than he he's really deserves at this point. 
Yeah. You know, you, 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 the production has to be there, Mark. And he, he's basically had one, maybe two good years as a running back. Yeah. That's well, it. We've had turf toe issues with him. You know, I just I just think there's better options at a better price. Yeah. And the only reason I say that, they should have gave it to him after he led the league in rushing. Because he did lead the league in rushing two years ago. That, he led the he league did. in rushing he and did. touchdowns. And then he comes back. And again, we know how the whole Josh McDaniel thing's played out. Why not reward him for what he did and what he's done for the Raiders, even this season, he had some games where he looked like the Jazz Jacobs of old. And we were like, now they got a running game. There's six running backs hitting a free agent market. Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. So you tell him you got six guys that are running backs that are going to be without a home and none of these guys deserve long-term contracts? Nope. None of them. You know why? Because you're there as the GM, Mark. You got fired today, just so you know. You're there to win. <laughs> yeah. And if you can get Josh Jacobs for $6 million, then you get him for $6 million. And if you got Josh Jacobs for $6 million and Eckler for $7 million, you take Eckler for $7 million because he's a more well-rounded player that can hurt you a multitude of ways. And so at the end of the day, you, your job is to manage money. That's the most important thing a GM can do is to manage that cap to give your team the advantage on the field to win. If you hand out contracts because people have earned them, he's never got a big contract. You're doing you're doing your team a disservice. But give Garoppolo thirty five million. Well, obviously that was a bad deal. You don't you don't you don't. I mean, I'm just saying. Think about that. We just gave Garoppolo. This amount of money. When we're talking about salary cap and we're talking about wasting money, right? Mm-hmm. Was that a waste? Yes, it was. That's a contract that shouldn't have been done just like this contract shouldn't have been done. Think, think about this. You can, you can go get five really good offensive linemen cheaper than that, right? And now you put any guy back there, and I'm, you know, these are pro running backs. You, you put any pro running back back there behind a good offensive line. Now he can put up numbers. Yeah. And no. you don't have to spend that much money. Yeah. But on the open market, so you're saying Josh Jacobs, and you know, he, remember this, he's only he's only in his fifth year. He's only his fifth or sixth year in the okay. league. So he hasn't played a, 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 a lot of years. But when you start looking at the guys that's on the market, I think it's a running back thing that they don't want to pay running backs. Just like what you said, they're, you can get two or three running backs it's for, not, from a price standpoint, but are those running backs going to be as productive? The reason they're not paying them, Mark, is it's not a running back league anymore. Right. Yeah, but they're, but they're but they're but they're still valuable, right? I, if it, I know it, you have a, a guy in the backfield that's not going to really hurt me, mm-hmm. guess what I'm going to do in the box with the, the quarterback? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I'm going to make him beat me, I, I right? Get, I get if that. You, I know you can't run the ball. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to make you have to beat me. I get that. And I think that's where the Raiders and other teams got hurt because – they didn't have that real threat at running back at all. And so when you start looking at a defense, I'm thinking now, okay, well, you got a running back back there, but he's just kind of a dummy running back. He's not even going to run the ball more than five, six times a game. But you're going to throw the ball 40 to 50 times, so I'm going to put pass defense and I'm going to blitz you because your quarterback, 9 times out of 10, ain't mobile enough. They're already talking about guys that's not even going to be in the league next year because they're not mobile enough. But – I don't think Josh Jacobs is that bad of a player. Yes, he's had some injuries. Yes, he's been nicked up. But which player hasn't? So not with the Raiders, but 
any other teams that have free agent openings at running back, I think he's on that market where he does deserve of at least a two-year contract, not a franchise tag. And that's what the Raiders are trying to do is franchise him again. If, no, no, no. They don't want to franchise him because that's too much money. That's $12 million. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So They can get the job done for a lot How do we less. know that? Watch. Just watch. You can get Zamir White for $2 million, yeah. $3 million. But he's going to be in two years going, hey, I want to get paid. What are you going to do? Get rid of Zamir White? I'm going to wave my <laughs> so why, hand at him. So why, I've got so, six other guys in line. So why don't you guys think the running back – position is as important as it used to be because about ten, about five years ago we could not live without finding a good running back it's now it's, why isn't it a running back league it, the game has passed you by mark no it hasn't passed me by i'm league. curious no but but because look at look at the changes number one protecting the quarterback number two uh the the, the i mean the nfl is emphasizing the pass game so i need they, to just go load up Receivers on and secondary and DBs and blocker and guys who can block and guys who can pass rush and linebackers don't matter that much anymore and running backs don't matter that much anymore. Yeah, but 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 Brooks is also right about a guy like Ekular who who can run and catch passes. But why aren't the Chargers signing him? Because they want because they know he's probably just holding out. They're not going to let him go. Yeah, they're so, not going to let Eckler go because he's just holding out like they they just haven't come to terms yeah but if he hits the market he's a guy who could get paid in my opinion yeah. because he's got hands he yeah can, he, he can is, do both he can do both what about saquon barkley uh he, i put him right in josh jacob country. derrick henry yeah josh jacob country derrick henry's a long in the tooth yeah you know but he's a beast yeah but he, he but last season he was he was very churny he just he he was three and a half yards. But he was on the guys. team, too. Also, you got to look at the team that they're playing on. Yeah. But the running back used to be an important position in, in the NFL. It used to be a very important it, it position. Used it, used it used to be, be very important where you needed a good runner back. Yeah. Back in the days, you had to have a good running back to kind of complement your team. So um, we'll see. But I, like I said, it's just something about having, uh, I guess, that real – dog running back that I like. I mean, in these teams that don't have it, like like the Chiefs, they didn't they didn't have no they had Pacheco. He was a dog running back, right? Yeah, he and he kinda. was a seventh sixth round, seventh round guy, so they're yeah. getting him for free. And so I think the league is just turning into, you know, like if we can get these guys for cheap, I'm gonna pay the quarterback more money than anybody because the quarterback is the most valuable position in the NFL, even if you waste the money like the Raiders did with Garoppolo, right? He set for, what, a year? He didn't even... Yeah. <laughs> and he... The quarterback position is where you have to take your risk. Why? Because it's the most important position. Because the guy is the hardest position in sports. It is the most difficult position in sports. You have to go back. You have to read. You have to make prompt decisions. You have to be able to get obliterated by guys that weigh 350 pounds i mean in that position it you just it, it is so i think it's the hardest position in sports and so so brock a, purdy a, and all these guys who were last picks in the yeah, draft yeah. he's not making a penny right right he, and he still has two or three years on his contract the 49ers now have some decisions to make, right? Down the road, they'll probably give him some money in the interim just to keep him happy. Yeah. But, but, but why, I mean, he's an $870,000 man. But why would you? Yeah. 
Why would you? I would wait till his contract came due, and then I would give him a boatload of money if he's earned it. But you don't know what's going to happen in that fourth year. That fourth year, he can get injured, and then and then you and then you didn't give him a you know forty million of guaranteed money that you're going to come back and kick yourself about forever. So we should almost turn it into a league. We'll let these guys prove themselves before we give them a big contract. Well, that's the way it should be anyway, Mark, right? No, no, I'm sorry. It, 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 it should, it it should always be like that. But right? the, No, but, but I mean... But it, guys are getting big contracts. They do that in college. They prove themselves a lot in college. College is the testing ground for the pros. College is where we, where we analyze players. We get to make decisions about players. It doesn't... Uh, the funniest thing is the draft does not translate into no. great players in the NFL, but 40% of the time. So... I just think that they get their guaranteed money on signing day too, Mark. Of course, don't forget about that. Yeah, they get, you know, they get, they get a now, depending on where you draft it, you get a big chunk of if money. If you're Brock Purdy, you might have got a <laughs> Wendy's voucher. But <laughs> well, he got Disneyland. Disneyland, that's yeah. what he got a Disneyland voucher, and he got a to meet Mickey and Minnie. So there you go. That was his signing bonus. Sign bonus. He actually got eighty nine thousand dollars. Okay, so you know, there you go. He got he got a little older eighty nine thousand dollars. And that makes. But it- he went to the he went to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And you know, it's just I guess I guess it's becoming like you guys are saying it's really becoming a league to where these guys ownerships are starting to go. You know, we're just gonna kind of pick and choose how we pay guys, and you know, we can get more value. At certain other positions, because you have to have a good O line, D line. Yo, I agree. But speaking of paying guys, I'm going to change subjects here. So EA Sports is firing back up college football, mm-hmm. and so UNLV is going to be in. So there's going to be a UNLV team in this version of the college football EA Sports thing, and they are handing out serious money in their NIL deals. Did you hear about that dollar Yeah, I amount? heard about it. I didn't hear the dollar amount, but I did uh, hear about them talking are, are about Are you it. sitting down? $600. $600 to be in the game. To name, image, and likeness for to be in the EA Sports game is $600. Now, I don't know about you, but they were talking and uh, Maeva signed up with UNLV, but no, 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 he changed. Hang on, no, no, right. no, 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 they had to change it again. They had to change it to Georgia three and then, times. No, 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 they had to change it. Now he's at USC. He's I USC, think. yeah. So does he get eighteen hundred bucks? No, he gets six hundred bucks. <laughs> just like just like ninety nine point nine percent of the players, six hundred bucks. You know what? That six hundred doesn't sound like a lot. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. But these guys didn't get nothing in the past. That's true. Right, so it's a big jump compared to what these guys are getting. But what the game is going to make? Oh, well, that's (laughs) see, that's what I'm thinking. They're giving them six hundred. Do you have any idea what EA is going to make off of this? They're going to make so much money that six hundred dollars is like nothing. Nothing. They could have did twelve hundred. Yeah, but again, they are greedy. EA Sports is a greedy league, and so I think they're. These guys, though, when they use their likeness, their images, and and their things like that, of course, they're always going to be somebody behind the scenes that's going to make a whole whole lot more money off these guys. Yeah. I may give you ten thousand dollars, Brooks, but right. guess what? They're going to yeah, but I'm going to make three hundred thousand. Right. So it does still come back to the greedy factor. But hey, I'm giving you guys a little bit. And somebody mentioned that the whole tab would be six million by the time they played every player on every team that they plan on using <laughs> in, the, in the game. So it's still it's six million. They'll probably make eighty million on the game. Oh yeah, because the game is worldwide. Well, yeah, and plus people are 
aligned with their college team. Yeah. Well, you know, more, now, Pat, pro, Pat, pro fans are passionate, too, so that's not necessarily a good analogy. But college fans are very passionate, especially when you get down in the South, you know, Texas, oh. the Midwest, pretty much everywhere. Oh, my God. When that game hits the market, it's going to sell out. Yeah. I hope they got enough game to, ready to sell because oh. it's going to sell out. And you get a free copy of the game. <laughs> there we go. 600 bucks and a free copy of the game. All right. Right. Throw All in right. a Starbucks gift card with it. So UNLV basketball. Let's move on to guys who aren't You were there the Saturday. Money. And man, what a game. You were there Saturday. How they, was the crowd? The, That's know, my question. The crowd was about 9,000. So it was a good sized crowd, but it was an energetic crowd. There was so much energy in that building and so much excitement. And the fans were absolutely enjoyed the game. Everybody went out in a positive buzz leaving that game. And... You know, Deaton Thomas just played lights out. He made 12 free throws, didn't miss one. The team is 23 for 24 in the second half. So they they beat Colorado State, and they beat the number 22 team in the country. And now they've beat quite a few top-ranked teams. They beat New Mexico From the Mountain West, yes. And they beat Creighton when they were ranked. And, and now they've beaten Colorado State when they're ranked. Had they beat won that game against Reno that they should have won, they'd be on an 8-0 tear. And the Air Force game. Those two games really made a difference. Right. I was going to just talk about the Reno game. going to be on an 8-0 tear, and you'd kind of be the talk of the Mountain West a little bit. And you might be the talk of basketball, and people might be saying, okay, he's going to sneak into the last four or something. That game, that loss to Reno did hurt. But if we continue to win out, we're in second place right now. So we're in a good spot. We're in the top five seeds. I mean, everything right now, the boxes are being checked. The games are coming up this week or it's tonight in Wyoming. Tough place to play, but a winnable game. And then we got San Jose State at home on Saturday. Should be a winnable game as well. And I think UNR is playing New Mexico or Utah State tonight as well. So there, so this, you know, the Mountain West, everybody just beats each other out of it. You know, everybody just knocking each other out. It's the wild, wild west. But it has really, really, really been a fun, fun. Uh, it was a fun win on Saturday night, and it was a great crowd, and it was, excuse me, great energy in the building. Last seven out of eight, um, and we we touched on this UNLV team. And Brooks, you were there, and Stevie, I'm sure you. I have an opinion on this also. This team is getting, well, the last seven, eight, seven out of the eight games. But they're rolling into the Mountain West Championship game, kind of rolling. Do you think they have an identity now? Well, exclusively, in my what their identity is now is two things. Defense. So now if they're going to play defense, they win. If they play locked in, the best defense they can play for 40 minutes, they win. And that's a lot of basketball teams. But also points in the paint. They're pretty good inside. They aren't necessarily huge inside, but they're good inside. You know, Caleb Boone is good. Yeah. Uh, and, and they're and, tough down there. And Whaley is big, and yeah. he is wide, and he, and he makes amazing slams and brings the crowd into the game. So it's pretty interesting. But to answer your question, I would say... Uh, those two things are their identity. Yeah, and if they can have the identity week or game in and game out, how tough is this team going to be, be to be able? I mean, in the Mountain West tournament, are they going into the NCAA tournament if they win the Mountain West? So you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed you guaranteed in the tournament. Can yeah. they win the Mountain West? 
Yes. Mm, that's tough. That's a tough one. I I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There are six teams that can win the Mountain West Tournament. Maybe seven. Seven with UNLV. UNR could win it. Colorado State could win it. The team that may win it is New Mexico because they got three great point guards, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got, I say Utah State, Colorado State, Reno, San Diego State, UNLV, and I'm missing one. And so... Anybody in this division? No, not anybody. Fresno can't win it. Well, Air Force Wyoming can't, can't win, win it. But Air your Force top, win it. your top, San Jose's not going to win it. Your top five six. or six teams. It could possibly be one of the best Mountain West tournaments we've had in a long time. Yes. But last year and the year before, they've always kind of had some competition, and and I don't know if it was you, Stevie, or Brooks, but the parity in the Mountain West is unbelievable, right? The parity right. when UNLV can beat a team um like a Colorado State like a New Mexico at their home right they beat New Mexico in the pit that just says a lot of the parity in the the Mountain West is I the records really don't have no bearing on how these teams going to play against each other cuz the parity is just so it's so right. tough to parity wise. Air Force beat New Mexico Saturday night in the pit. <laughs> wow. Go figure. That. Air Force and they beat us at home. And so and that was the night at, that was three days after we smoked them. And so, but that there, just, there is so much, there's parody in college basketball. Period it is on a night to night basis, but in the mountain West, it's just magnified. Yeah. And everybody I think is kind of just, I want to say, I hate to use the word evenly matched, but they are evenly like the teams are like evenly matched when it comes to player for player. Yeah. I, I would say like, I, I would say they're evenly matched. But every team has their own identity. Yeah. What do you think, Stevie? So my my thought is if if you've got that many good teams, if you have that much parity, and a tournament's tough to win anyway, this this all works against UNLV. Right. So I so I this is a this would be a tall task to to, to get that done. But defense and points in the paint win in the playoffs. Yeah. So. And this, this, this team is, like I said, when you win, and this is in the Mountain West, they won seven out of the last eight, right? So UNLV is the hottest team in the Mountain West right now. Yeah. I mean, hands down, exactly. they are the hottest team in the Mountain West. So, and I think they've gotten hot at the right time, right? Against the right teams. Yeah. You go into the pit, like, well, Air Force went into the pit. So the pit. It's not as tough as it used to be place where people go, oh, we're going into the pit. It's New Mexico. This is going to be one of those games. Where a, a Patino Jr. is he, He's the coach at the, yep. uh, New Mexico, Patino Jr. Mm-hmm. So how does Air Force go into the pit and beat New Mexico? And New Mexico is supposed to be one of the top teams in the Mountain West. Because Air Force can shoot. So if they get hot shooting. They've only they won two anybody. games in the conference. Well, they, they can shoot. they got two kids who can absolutely shoot. I so if they the get hot, bang, Air Force bang, can beat. Bang, bang anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wow. mean, they can shoot. So, top three teams in the Mountain West. Oof. I mean, Utah. If you had to take three teams right now and put them in the category from uh, the Mountain West Conference, Utah, who are your top three? Utah State, San Diego State, Colorado State, and maybe UNLV four. Looking at UNLV, looking on the outside, looking in. Yeah, scratching. And those four scratching. out of and, and what would you say? Not, not not New Mexico. No, only because 
they're kind of on the, the, the you know, as as we're trending up, they're trending down. Okay. If they can right the ship, yes, they have the capacity to win any night, any time. I mean, they have three really good point guards, and they got a freshman forward who is a beast. Yeah, and so. At any at any time they can win, but you got to get it together. Yes, you know, Na- like now. Right, right. Now <laughs> is the time to have it together, and and we we saw it in UNLV. We saw it in their in their players. We just didn't see it in their play. Right. So we were watching UNLV, and we kept saying, "This team is good. This team is good. Just hang on, stay with it." And now you're kind of finally seeing it start to gel, and finally seeing the. You know, finally seeing the chemistry start to form, and it took a long time for Kruger to figure out even his starting five this season. Right. Well, he didn't. I mean, there it goes to that that word we talk about the portal, right? The word we hate talking about. But when you put a team, almost a whole new team together, and you bring in a a guy who's supposed to be at high school right now, he's supposed to be playing. He's supposed to play in the state championship in high school. He's a he's graduating this year, and now he's a freshman at UNLV, and he's probably made the best decision to reclassify and come to UNLV this year, mm-hmm. Thomas, right? Cause he's going to have a year under his belt when he should have been in high school. And I'm looking at his stats. The last few games, he's starting to kind of take over as the team lead. Cause we didn't know who the team leader was, right? Yeah, we didn't No, Absolutely. 100%. He is the leader of that team now. And the amazing part of the UNLV's journey this season, it's, it's now squarely on his back. Right. So the first game we saw him against Southern, he was a timid kid playing in his first college game. I, he, eyes wide. Yeah, he, looked, <laughs> he, he was afraid to go to the hole. He was, you know, he, he just looked like a freshman. He, yeah, a freshman. High school freshman. Trying not to make a mistake. Right. Now he's playing free. He is driving to the hole. He has shoot. He has got a pretty sweet shot on top of everything. He's got a nice. He's got soft hands and he's got a nice sweet shot. Yeah. And so, and he's quick to the basket. Yeah. And, and then, and, and, and you know, I'd like to see his assists a little bit higher as a point guard, but as an as a player, he is definitely lived up to a five star recruit. Or he's you know he's he is working his way to living filling the shoes of a five true five-star recruit yeah and he's only 26 games in right let's think about that well he's 26 games into a division one player right now in the rest of this year the next season this kid is going to turn out to be something special for them to keep him home because he could have went anywhere in the country right and his dad is a former rebel his dad played at unlv as well so but i am Glad they got a local kid, and now this kid will easily be there three years. He will easily be in college for three years. He, the transfer portal, him leaving, he'll be the leader of that team for the next three years. Well, and they have another kid coming out of Coronado, and I can't remember his name, but he's a he's a true, he's like seven foot, great player. Yeah, and so as you start to look at their their team foundationally. They even though they're going to lose a lot of guys, right. they're going to lose Johnson, they're going to lose the Boone brothers, they're going to lose. I think Rodriguez is gone, so they're going to lose a lot of players next season. But if they have those three foundational pieces, and other kids are kind of starting to learn and fill the gaps, Hicks is I don't like him, but I think he has promise. Um, and so then you might have the nucleus of something to build on for two or three years. As opposed to starting fresh every year with a transfer, and that's what the transfer portal. I guess that's the the if there was a downside of the transfer portal, these coaches have to basically have guys for one year, 
Yeah. Right. And then you got to kind of restart and you don't have that core. But what you do to your point, if they can keep if you can keep three or four guys as a core and then just kind of add a to that core, I think all of college basketball teams would be a lot more successful because those four guys can teach those six or those seven guys that may be transferring in the from culture, a different school. Yeah, the culture, the system, the continuity. Mm. What the up, coach expects. Yeah, what the coach expects. Welcome them in. Get Locker them room. Yeah, get her introduced. Get them comfortable. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think having three or four kind of starters that remain gives you that nucleus you need. And it also gives you – um, leverage and power when you're going out to recruit. Yeah. You say, we got this spot filled, this spot filled, and this spot filled. You're going to fill this spot. Yeah. And you're going to start, and we have, we're going to make a deep run here with these, with these guys, with or without you. So you might as well jump on the bandwagon and come along with us for the ride. Yeah. And it's all, like I said, the transfer portal is not open right now, but as soon as the season's over, uh, and these, I'm a player, right? I'm looking at, Who's doing what, right? Which team, which, which guys are leaving? Who's going to come back? So now as a transfer portal kid, I'm looking at this as a different operation. Now I'm looking at like, okay, this college, they went this far. This school didn't go as far, but they don't have nobody. You know what I mean? Cause these kids want to come in. And the biggest reason they do get into the portal, one reason they don't play or they're unhappy. Right. right, two 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 situ- situations. Right. They um are they not playing enough, so they're trying to find a home where they can go in and play. What's the quickest way can they get on the court? Right. right. Well, if I was a quarterback in college and I wanted to play, I would throw my name at UNLV <laughs> because, unfortunately, Doug Brumfield just just medically retired. Retired, which I don't which think is, is a bad idea. I think no, no. I mean, if if his body is already beat up to the point that it's time to medically retire in college then it's meant time when it's time it's time there's yeah. no sense in pressing on but it was uh when i read that i was taken back aback a little bit because we went from having two quarterbacks a month ago to having no quarterbacks now we're not none but yeah uh you got a guy on the roster yeah fry Fr- fresh fresh the fact that we don't know his name is not a good thing. It's, it's frail, isn't it? I thought it was frail. Frail, frail F-R-A-L. Yeah, frail. Freshman. He was the freshman player of the week a couple of times when he did get his opportunity. Guess when Brumfield went down, he got a chance to play, just like uh, Jaden. <laughs> Brumfield goes down and he plays. So um, UNLV, again, you know, just before, you know, football is still early. Uh, the spring ball does start up. It's going to be interesting to see who their quarterback is. Come spring ball, which is in two weeks, they start to practice and then, you know, we'll probably hopefully get out to their spring game and just see who they have as far as the players get hunky back on and talk to him a little bit and see how to how the spring, how was how was coming and what players did they get in the transfer portal and, you know, which players they lost. And of course, Jaden is probably the biggest loss for them. And now Brumfield. Well, I saved this article that listed every player in the portal. So when, after the portal's closed, we're going to look and see what happened to them. Because I, I was wondering, and you guys may be able to help me to answer this question. So I go into the portal. I forfeited my, my scholarship. Nobody picks me up. Do I come crawling back to the coach and say, well, can I have my scholarship back? Or am I going to go prove myself in junior college again? Or for the first time? Or what happens to the kid who puts his name in the portal and nobody chooses him? Yeah. Stevie? I, I, I have seen kids go back 
to to the original school. I have seen that uh, happen. Um, they they must have had some kind of really good relationship with yeah. the head coach to be yeah. to be able to be welcomed back like that. But that has happened. Yeah, and, and a lot of guys, and and that's the thing we got to let's remember this too. A lot of guys might enter, enter the transfer portal for personal reasons too, yeah, or family reasons, yeah. Because I've had I've read into the guy's mom or dad gets real sick they got an opportunity to go play close to home or back at home yeah. and then they go in the transfer portal and hoping that hometown school pick them up like you know like lsu or uh, an alabama you know one of those schools will pick them up yeah. coming back home because the opportunity you know at the school they were at they were too far from home yeah. those are certain situations that i don't think a coach will be barking at the kid if he said hey i didn't get picked up and my reason was was for to be closer to home, I didn't get an opportunity by those schools. Can I come back, or would the coach allow that kid to come back? I say, yeah. I, well, if I'm the head coach, and your person, your main reason wasn't because really football related, but you want to transfer closer to home. Mom and dad might be sick, or some brother, anything situation, family wise. If I'm the head coach, and this kid comes back and say, you know what, things didn't work out. I didn't get anything that you know where i thought i would get it is there a scholarship still available because that's what's going to be the key because scholarships now you got two extra scholarships that you give them away can you get that kid on the scholarship or does he have to walk on and then get a scholarship in a year or two so um i think the situation now if you just enter the transfer portal because you didn't play as much as you thought you was going to play and then you go to another school and they don't pick you up and you want to come back no sorry that and I wouldn't. I would do it in a way and say, "Hey, Brooks, your son, or with that scholarship that we did have when it he left, it opened up, so we gave it to a freshman, a high school guy, right? Because we didn't know and we wanted to fill our scholarships. Right. So I think that's what a lot of coaches probably end up running into is like because out of the sixteen hundred kids, I'm not worried about the coach. I'm worried about the kid. Yeah, and the kid making the proper decision. That's what I'm that, worried that, about. That that that's a huge issue, and and we we now have to consider, and the NCAA may have to address this at some point. These kids now have representation, right? Yes, because of the NIL, that representation can say to the kid, "Hey, you're going to be better off over here." We can get you more NIL money, right? Because the representation is thinking about what he's going to get percentage. paid, right? So he may be, you know, whispering in their ear stuff that's not true, and the kid goes in the portal and gets screwed over it, yeah, because of because the representation is, you know, trying to get his piece, yeah. Either and, and that great point, or they don't have no representation. They got somebody that has never played a sport in the family going. Yeah, yeah. yeah, enter the portal. It's a right. great idea. Yeah. And then they, because 1,600 kids, I guarantee more than half of those kids are still sitting trying to wait and see if somebody's going to pick them up in the portal. Right. And 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 what does your family tell you? Your family tells you you're great. Right. Your of course. Tell you you're yeah. good. They, they agree with everything they, you say. They, they don't ever <laughs> yeah. really give you a serious dose. So, so is the representation, uh, of, too. Yeah. yeah. So, the guys who, so these poor kids, money involved. These, these kids rarely probably get a real reality check. Right. Of, of, well, you get one when you're in that portal yeah, and you don't yeah. get picked up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a re that's a reality check. But I'm saying prior to that, in the in oh. the advice stage, they probably don't get no, of course not. Good no, reality don't. check at home, right? Or from their peers and their kids. Or, they have no life experience. They're right. kids. Yeah, and so. they're listening to whoever give them advice, right? And the advice sometimes nine times out of ten that 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 one percent 
of kids yep. are going to get great advice and you got the 99.9% of kids are going to get the worst advice because it's coming from somebody that they don't know or it's coming from somebody in the family. You know, luckily, I mean, you know, speaking for us, like I had the experience. I knew what to tell my daughter. I knew how to balance her career. I knew and same with your daughter. We kind of knew what the right things to tell them and what the right thing was to say to them. But a lot of kids don't have that. So some of the decisions aren't even made by the kid, but by a stepmom, a stepdad or somebody, an uncle. You know what? Go over to go to the portal. LSU will pick you up. You're good enough. You're great. You can enter the portal and go anywhere. This kid's sitting right now. And nine times out of ten, those kids will get an opportunity, especially if you did that and you were at, just say UNLV. If you called UTEP and said, hey, coach, I know you recruited me out of high school. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't get anything out of the portal. You got, you got an opportunity. You might have a better chance that way. But these coaches aren't tracking down guys that haven't gotten picked up. I would say that the act, coaches are pretty diligent in tracking players. The ones they want. And, the ones they want. <laughs> and need. And even ones they've recruited in the past. Because obviously, if you, if you if I recruited Marquez, I saw something in Marquez. So I know where Marquez went. I, I didn't win. I lost. But I still got one. I got one eye on Marquez. Uh, yeah, I'm still watching I got, underneath. I got an eye and see how he's doing. And if, you know, and if Marquez enters the portal... And I and I had a good relation recruiting relationship with him. I would reach out to Mark Hayes because I have I already have some baseline knowledge of Mark Hayes. And who he is and what he's right. you know, his his, right. his talent and his ability. Right. So I think that but and we'll talk about the portal because it's been a you know, how many teams benefited off the portal this year and how many, you know, programs actually got kids from the portal. I mean, this gets upwards of twenty, twenty five pl- schools. Yeah. I mean Players, players that don't want that transfer to Porto one team and one just speaking of is Colorado. Colorado, I mean, they were the like the number five or six team in the country for the transfer portal. And I got to tell you about the transfer portal. One thing is these coaches are thinking when now, mm-hmm. like right to they like they want to win in August. They don't want to wait and rebuild. You rebuild with freshmen and maybe transfers, but you don't re in the portal. You're getting five, six year seniors guys that aren't even in college no more, right? These are guys that are played at Auburn for three years and then played at Oregon for three years. And the guy, like the guy Gilbert from uh, Oklahoma, he didn't, he's been in college six years. That's another guy we was talking about earlier from Oregon, seven year senior. All right. I know it's crazy. It's those waters are murky, but I'll tell you where the waters are clear. That's in the Lady Rebel basketball. Program. Rebels, oh, right clear as day, right? <laughs> that you you can see nothing but wonderful things when you look into that crystal ball. I will tell you one thing though. I am a little bit worried, and I and I'm a worrywart by nature, as you know. But <laughs> don't worry too much about they, them rebels. When they play a tough team. They aren't blowing them out of the water. Now, you're not going to go through any conference schedule beating every team every night in every game. But in three or four games, they've been tested. They've been down eight. The last game against Wyoming, 63-60 in overtime. Right. Okay. And now, granted, they turned around and bounced back and pounded Reno 98-67. That's a beautiful thing. Anytime we beat Reno in anything, it's a great thing. <laughs> Um, and so that's good, but I don't feel like there is as big of separation from this Lady Rebel team 
between the other top echelon teams in the Mountain West as even there was last year. I really feel like it might be a little tighter this year. They're going to have to draw from their experience when they do hit the tournament. We were talking about how deep of a run they might make. Um, I just feel like it's we're not quite as deep as we were last year. Yeah. And Pop, I agree with part of that. And Stevie, when you know you can jump in, I agree with part of that. But I, I remember the Mountain West men's and women's side is so much parity in both sides. I mean, when I, when, like you said, like a Wyoming against UNLV, 63 to 60 in overtime, right? And then you look back a couple of weeks, Colorado State, right? 67, 64, right? And you go a little, a couple of weeks before that, New Mexico, 50, uh, 62 to 56. And we lost. And we won that game. Oh. All right. We lost to New Mexico 69, 60. Okay. I mean, 69, 66. Okay. We lost. But again, 24 and two, right? Is their record? Yep. Um, 14 and one in conference. Um, do you think this team should lose, should have lost one or two more games to prepare themselves for the next season? I mean, the Mountain West NCAA tournament or is this two games? Cause they might stay right here at 24 and two. Right. They don't might not lose in the conference, but is that a good thing or a bad thing that they haven't no, I felt defeat a little more before they head into the next phase? No, I think it's, I mean, I, I actually like the fact that they're winning close games because you have to learn how to win close games to be successful. Because when you get into the Mountain West tournament and when you get into the it's one game tournament, it's one game, but you have to win. You, there's going to be a bunch of close games you got to win. And they just cracked the AP top 25. Again. So they did their back. <laughs> 24, what, 24, Des, right? Desiree was player of the week. Again. Uh, again. Yeah. But Kempton was the freshman. Freshman player uh, at this Together, they both was the players of the week. Yeah, but that's nice because she's kind of a new person coming into the player of the week rotation here. Yeah, for UNLV, and that's that's a great thing because now it's a, it, you have a freshman now is starting to show up and play towards the end of the season, which is what you want to see. A yeah, Dayton Thomas. Yeah, and we talked about that. Remember a couple of weeks ago when I went and watched them play against Reno, I said this team to me was deep, but there were a lot of young young girls on the team that were. That, that, that was coming off the bench making plays and, and doing things. Girls that haven't played at this level are able to contribute to this UNLV team. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about UNLV. I'm more concerned about UNLV men's than I am about the UNLV women's in the Mountain West. Cause like you said, Brooks, this team, they've showed resiliency. They've showed that even in a tough overtime game, we know how to win. Yeah. And in a blowout game, we going to keep the lead and put our foot on the gas. Right. right. And so I don't know. Does this team, Stevie, you think is this team overall better than last year's team? Yeah, I think it is. They, they have the experience of last year. The other thing you fanboy, did you got to remember is <laughs> that since they won the mountain West, they're getting every team's best effort this year. Best That's blow fair, every, right? every time, yep. every game and every team, even coaches are saying, this is yeah. our championship game. <laughs> right. No, and I, so, I don't disagree with that. So for them to weather that storm, I, I think just 
proves to you how good this team is. That's fair. That's fair. Now, there's another team, Stevie, that's having a difficult time as the champion weathering the storm. <laughs> is that there? would be your Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> they plan. Okay. We got them on live right here in the studio. <laughs> it's, it's nil-nil at the end of the first. Yeah, give us an update on the score. Yeah, we got them live in the studio for the first time. They play in Toronto. Yep. It looks like they're that – is, that's not Vegas. That no, is – That's Toronto. Toronto – Canada. All right. So I'm going to give you a brief rundown here last week. We lost five to three, seven mm-hmm. to three, four to three. Mm-hmm. Now, Stevie, I don't know how you add that up, but that is 16 goals in three games. Yeah. Okay. That is a lot of goals. And in that window, we're playing with our top six defenders. Right. Now, we just got Theodore back. Right. Fine. But what is going on? Actually, Theodore played really well. Um, I'll, I'll just. Uh, they they got a point out of those three games. They could have got, they, they should have gotten two. The, the the Nashville game should have gone overtime. There was a, a, again a horrendous call uh, by, by by the referees. But in in none of those games did they play well. They they were dominated on the stat sheet in every category in all three of those games. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know what the answer and is. And I feel like the goaltending's kind of fall off the cliff, too. I, no, it, there was a, a Hill got pulled. He gave up one bad goal of the three, in my opinion. Thompson came in. He gave up one bad goal of the three. To me, it's more the – these goaltenders are pretty good for, for the night. So the, um, again, my opinion, the, the defense in front of them has, has to be better. And the forwards have to come back and help out on defense as well. I mean, and so as as we sit here, we lost three games. It's zero zero to Toronto in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. That's good for a, for a start. We didn't get yeah. We didn't, now it's on the road. Tough place to play. Most you know, act very passionate fans in Toronto. Um, but the gap when you put games in hand in the in the yeah. equation between us and not making the playoffs is not far. I mean, if we continue to dump out and the teams that are behind us win those games that they have in hand, they're going to jump us naturally in the standings. But, and if we lose, they're going to jump us and then some in the standings. Yeah. Is there a chance that we're sitting here in a month saying, how did it happen? There's a chance. I, I don't think it's very likely. I, I, the, the Knights are going to the playoffs. I, I, I don't. Okay. My, my my mind is set on it. They need to simplify, though, Brooks. That, that I, I said I didn't know the answer. I do know the answer. When things aren't going well in any sport, right, Mark? In any sport, when things are not going well, simplify. Do the simple things correctly. I, but I don't feel like if your name's not Marsha, so Barbashev, Stevenson, Carlson, kind of, we're not getting any production out of you. We're not getting any production out of the Silver Knight line of Morelli, Frost, and Rampal. I mean, so... You're talking about goals. Yeah, I'm just talking about general production. You, okay. Those guys are the only guys that are producing. Are really, Marshy's the only one could producing day in, day out. So if the defense, need, the defense needs to be better, if the defense plays better, the goal scoring of the other team comes down. Now you don't need to score that many goals. What they do need to do is get the puck deep and keep it in the offensive zone. If you spend more time in the offensive zone than the other team does, you don't have to score that much. They're, they don't have the puck. But I feel like the other team has 
easy outs. They, like they, we well, are not pressuring them in the zone. We are not getting after them. We are not taking away the puck in the in the corners, and we're not you know, and we're not we're certainly not hitting much. Uh, that that's correct. Um, I the the hitting doesn't bother me as much as them not winning puck battles. Uh, the, the other team easily being able to get out of their defensive zone, and the Knights not being able to get out of their defensive zone. Those are the bigger issues for yeah, me. Yeah, there's some. There were some struggles against yes. Toronto. There were serious struggles. Yeah. exiting our zone. Yes, I mean there was two and three minutes. Right, where where the night not two so, minutes. Let's say so again. Simplify. Don't try to do too much. Find the open guy. Get the puck to him. Move it up the ice. The other thing I've talked about this before. Flip it in the air. That gets it out of the zone. You know, Avoids there's icing. nothing the other team can do. Well, if you flip it correctly, it's going to die before it gets to icing, right? Because yeah. it, it's going up and now it's coming down slow, right? Yeah. So it's going to die before it gets to icing. So then, so with regard to injuries, any anything on the horizon? All right. So today, Eichel practiced with the team in a non-contact jersey. Okay. So that tells me he's about a week away. Stone? So he, he could... Stone is out indefinitely. I don't know when he'll be back. I don't even, I'm not even, they won't even tell you what the injury is, but they don't tell any injuries. I think it's his left shoulder. He got hit in the left shoulder and then landed on the left shoulder, but there's no time frame given. Hutton? Uh, again, we don't know. They, they're not given a time frame. Carrier. Uh, Carrier, they said they're hoping the end of February, and we're here. So we'll see, but I haven't heard that he's on the ice yet. So maybe it's the beginning of March now for him. Howden. Uh, haven't heard anything on Howden. Don't know. So that's not a that's not a very promising injury report for that, the VGK. Correct. correct. That it's is, not. But look, but these guys can play hockey, Brooks. These guys, they're they're professional hockey players. The AHL guys are the second best players in the world. All right. There's no reason that they shouldn't be able to come up here and do what you need to do to win hockey games. But I think, Stevie, yes, they can play hockey. Mm -hmm. And yes, they can play well in spurts. Mm -hmm. But over time, when you go down a notch, mm -hmm. it shows. And because you've got six guys injured, it's starting to show. That and you're starting to see. It's like having your three offensive linemen. They might have a great game. But over a five-game window, they're gonna they're gonna be in trouble. You know, everybody can play a great game, but can you play great consistently every night? And the answer with our guys in in, in Henderson is no, because they'd be on the team if they could. Okay, you're right about all of that. But look look at Boston. They, and that's not injuries, but they lost half their team, and they're at the top of their division right now, right? Uh, Shifley and Connor both. Out for Winnipeg for for different periods of time. Winnipeg is up in in their division. Yeah. Um. Col Colorado's had Chuskin uh, is out for the the personal reasons. There's Colorado's still winning. You can. It comes down. It's coaching. It's coaching, and I'm I I like Cassidy, but I just I wonder sometimes if he knows. You know how to get the most out of these guys, and the other. The, uh, I found out Descharmes is running the power play. That needs to be fixed. That is a god awful mess. Yeah, it, it, our power play is tragic. Yes, and we're not actually very good at defending the power play either. Yeah, it's so, not not as good as they have been. And right. so collectively, it is 
a and it's it's a huge problem for the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. We're almost better five on five than we are in the power play. We are, and we scored our first <laughs> six on five goal last week yeah. of the whole season. Yeah. So that tells you at the end of every game you're losing, you really don't have much of a chance to score that goal to get you tied up. Right. If we just did it one time only. Yeah. And that's just the that's just another version of a power play. Uh yeah, you you're right. Um I I just I don't know. Again, to me it's it's coaching, stressing to these guys to simplify, you know, to 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 make the right pass. If there's no passive in in the uh, was it the it was the Nashville game right I I believe they 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 had the two nothing lead they had given back one goal I think this was the second goal Barbashev is going up the ice with the puck he tries to pass it there's a Nashville guy standing right there he tries to pass of course the Nashville guy takes it they go back the other way and score that, yeah. you can't do that stuff yeah you can't force play. No, and you take what the other team gives you, right? And you have to be, and they have to, they have to play smarter. And and but you know, I get, I guess, what would give you hope would be the, the fact that uh, that Cassidy did have a tremendous defensive structure that was very effective yep. last year. Yeah. So at a bare minimum, if they can get with the top six players, mm-hmm. if they can get that defensive structure back. Yeah. Then they should be in a good position to make a late season run and a run in the playoffs. I, I agree with all that. And if the goaltending shores up, and if they can even just flip the switch to be, you know, in the middle of the power play for the last, you know, twenty games of the season and into the playoffs, not the worst, yeah. not the best, just be in the middle. Then I think that they have a legit shot to make a deep run. But those are. Three big things to fix. Yeah, I, but but you know, again, blessing used to always say that hockey's not an easy game, but it is simple. Simplify. Now, this is not pretty. It's not pretty, but it will improve the power play. Dump the puck and then go get it, and then and then the first shot you have, take it. Yeah, and they and they refuse to do that, and 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 that's why I I go to coaching because if I was the coach. I would grab some of these guys by the collar and tell them, that's not what I want from you. Here's what I want from you. And if you don't do it, you'll be sitting. Simple as that. Tough love from Stevie Slapshot. Here that's how you got to do it with these guys. I mean, watching it now, we got it right here on the screen. Um, but I mean, both you guys said great points. But, uh, you know, like like Stevie said, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in any sport. If you you have to play hard and play uh, you know, and if you can't fit into whatever that coach is saying and and doing, then you you know it's time to find the next man up. Right, come to the next man and give right. that player some some a little bit of kicking his his tail because uh, when I know from from being a former player, uh, most guys get comfortable and they know the coach is not going to bench them. Know the coach if they do, we yell at them. The next game they'll be playing, so there's you know it's not a lot of consistency in the nothing wakes a guy sports. up like losing playing time. Right, Mark. It, it it wakes you up really quick, yeah. but if it doesn't wake you up, that all that means you didn't care right. from the beginning. So right. now we got to make some personnel changes. changes right, right. right. So, some personnel changes, and that could be a golden night thing. Bruce Cassidy going to have a little case of sit your ass down. <laughs> I don't think he will because if it was me, I would have already sat Stevenson for a couple of games. It, he's kind of lollygagging through the season here. 
And he still starts and, and plays. And he still starts and plays. Yeah. So it's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, they all they, I mean, they just got to snap out. Uh-oh. We got another problem. Uh, I think they, they they carried Hill off here, I th- I believe. What's he doing? <laughs> I, I, he's all he's all over the place. But some oh, you know what? He maybe he lost, he lost his skate oh, plate. Never mind. All right. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry it about that, like boys a, and girls. He looked like a floundering fish on <laughs> the did. deck of a he boat. Did. He did. Yeah. That'll he do. Trying to find his, his, his skate. Yeah. So let me tell you something, guys. What's wonderful about living in Las Vegas? Beautiful is, city, and it is the sports capital of the world. <laughs> now, and it please is. don't tell us otherwise. No. Okay. What's happening this week in Vegas? Well, oh, the Knights boy. are on the road. Okay. The Silver Knights are at home Friday and Saturday at the DLC. So if you want hockey action, you can get it. Our basketball team, the Igniter on the road, they're not a lot to talk about. But the Desert Dogs, if you like the cross, are going to be at home on Friday night against Toronto at Michelob Arena. So feel free. The Thrill lost last night. They're on the road. That's our women's volleyball team. So if you like volleyball, you have that option available to you. Basketball, we got UNLV Saturday at home versus San Diego State University, and tonight on the road versus Wyoming. Lady Rabs are at home tomorrow versus Boise State, and senior night Saturday versus SDSU, and we haven't even scratched the surface. There is the Las Vegas Classic at the Las Vegas Ballpark, mm. which has... Big league. Yeah, big teams. Oklahoma, Ohio yes. State, Berkeley, Pitt. NASCAR big, rolls big into team. town. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So the Speedway will be lit up all weekend long with NASCAR races and the finals on Sunday. Uh, trucks will be on Friday, Xfinity Saturday, and the big race, of course, on Sunday. Uh, we have a tennis match uh, with Nadal on Sunday at Michelob. Michelob. Uh, in addition to that, we have Nitro Cross on Saturday at Planet Hollywood. <laughs> we have bull riding at the South Point Sunday night. And if that's not enough for you, go watch rugby at Allegiant Stadium because they have the World Rugby League in town. And so wow. that, my friends, is The one thing you didn't mention was Las Vegas A's baseball, who, who may not ever be coming here. Apparently, did you hear about the, the, the lawsuit now? Yeah, but that lawsuit's been around for a long time. Yeah, it has. It has? Yeah. It didn't get voted. It's coming to Vegas. They finna, they didn't already get sent out memos to all the play, uh, all the personnel at the Trop. They finna start tearing the Trop down. All so right. when you start tearing down casinos, <laughs> something has finna happen. Um, is it, it's next weekend too, right? Big league weekend. That's next weekend. Yeah. Next okay. weekend. We'll talk it's more about that weekend. on Tuesday. Yeah. All right, guys. It's been a man. That hour goes fast, right? We it need a, a second hour. Yeah. Well, four next, to six. Open week, up your wallet. Yeah, next week. <laughs> blow out the cobwebs. Um, next week, we're going to have too much to talk about. Wow. Because we got 17,300 sporting events and we had the marathon over the weekend, the rock and roll. Right down on the it strip. Was, it was it spectacular. Took over the strip. Yeah. yeah. Golly. You know, 21,000 people running and only 10% are from the state of Nevada. Yeah. So that's a, that's a huge, huge event. Right. A lot of people about. comes in town for, yeah. for that event. I actually, uh, it was real funny because I was on the plane when I was going out of town and I was coming back and the guy was behind me. He was talking about the marathon. No. Oh. He was like, I did the marathon in Florida. And then I'm coming to Vegas for a marathon. So it's a big deal. And, you know, people that run marathons and it's how about, how about us three? Uh, no, I'm not running a marathon. <laughs> get, no, we no. can't get together in the next no. year and run the Vegas, no, uh, the, the no, rock and roll. No, no, a challenge. No, this cat's 64. You don't have I'm to run. You don't have to run. Okay. Well, that's, I'm in. Can I sit? No, you, no, you can't <laughs> sit. You can, you can jog it or walk it, but you no, don't have I'm to j- run I'm the full 5k or 10k. How about, I'll what walk, do you guys say? I'll walk around the block. You want to do it? 
There's a 5K involved in this marathon. So there is a there there is a 5K category. Yeah. And you and I could go and we'll push Stevie in a wheelchair. There we go. How's that? I, like I say it. we challenge ourselves and do it. It's one year. We got one year to get in shape. Uh, I mean, game on. Let's no, go. No. Let's, hey, let's, let's think game about on. it. Hey, why not? Well, good All for right. you guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Another great show. Vegas Sports Nation. Next week, uh, we got the Combine, too, this weekend. And... Uh, Indianapolis, so that'll be that that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Nobody's and showing up. Nobody's going to throw. Nobody's going to run. They'd yeah, Caleb Williams first pick overall. We Sounds got like plenty it. of time to talk it over. We <laughs> got April. Yeah, it's coming. All right, Vegas Sports Nation. We'll be back next Tuesday, same time, same place. Brooks Whitmore, Stevie Slapshot to my left. We're out.